1: Hello and welcome back to the RHS Gardening Podcast. I'm Jenny Bowden, one of the RHS's team of horticultural advisors. This edition of our fortnightly podcast is a special edition recorded at the RHS Flower Show Tatton Park in Cheshire. The show is a riot of colour in the majestic setting of the historic Tatton Hall Estate. The carnival atmosphere makes it a fantastic day out for friends and families with lots to do and see for people of all ages. Each year, the show hosts the annual RHS Young Designer of the Year Awards and innovative design categories, such as the back-to-back gardens and the hugely popular Garden Hideaway Competition, wonderfully eccentric and beautiful sheds. We toured the show to see some of the highlights and to speak to visitors, designers and nursery people in the stunning grounds of Tatton Park.
2: My name's Isabel Coulter, I'm the Deputy Show Manager for the RHS Flower Show Tatton Park. Tatton's really a celebration of summer. It's when the plants are at their most colourful. All the gardens are just popping out with ideas and inspiration and colour. And I think that's what Tatton has. It's like the last big summer show and it's the chance for, you know, gardeners to really enjoy their gardens and our gardens at their finest. We also have lots of plants of course for sale and lots of people who can offer advice on every type of plant under the sun um, whether it's agapanthus or roses. All the plants are covered you've got everything at your fingertips and the chance to get real advice from the real growers
3: Hello, I'm Margaret Robinson Um, I'm from Robinson Seeds and Plants we're a family seed business Um, we were established in 1860 and we come from just seven miles south of Lancaster. We've been coming to Tatton ever since the show started, and we bring our vegetables to encourage people that don't grow vegetables to try, and it's easy to grow vegetables. And for those of our visitors to the show, those of you that do grow vegetables, new ideas for sowing for 2017. If you start off with simple things like peas and beans, gives you encouragement to grow just that little bit something different the following year. And uh, on the stand we've got examples of everything that you can grow. And we're selling seeds for sowing for next season. And we've got autumn planting vegetables. This is a little range that you can plant now for harvesting during the late autumn and through the winter. It's you know something that really we feel people should do more of autumn planting kales, cabbages, spinach and the chards so you can have a fresh vegetable almost 12 months of the year.
4: I'm John from John Cullen Gardens and we specialise in plants for the pollinators. Um, we've displayed, uh, put on a display that basically sections off the plants into four sections. One for long-tongued bees, one for short-tongued bees, one for butterflies and one for moths. Because each of the pollinators need different types of plants to get their food source. Um, well, things like this, the sea hollies and the lithrums and the buddlias are all really great for all of the butterflies. And then for the bees, things like the Achilleas which are really drought-tolerant got them in all different colours as well oh, are proving really popular so a lot of people will think of them as you know, quite often see the, what I classify as like cow parsley sitting on the side of the motorways Well, the Achilles are like the cultivated varieties of those. And we've basically got pink grapefruit So that has a combination of um, pinks and yellows in it. Then you've also got terracotta, obviously a nice terracotta color. There's also um, summer red wine as well, which is like a really burgundy red, which has proven really popular at the show. And we've also got the lemons as well. So you've got like a a nice sort of like color palette. And they work really well in gardens where you maybe don't want to do a lot of maintenance work because they're, once they're established they're really drought tolerant, so that goes down really well with the customers. The Achilles are great because they come and flower around about early spring and they'll flower right the way through to the end of summer. And same with our salvias as well, again, salvia is a good hard-working plant. The majority of the plants that we do don't really have such a short sort of summer, like a flowering season, because it's to feed the pollinators, so they tend to be ones that will go from early spring right the way through to sort of like the autumn, sometimes through to the first frost deadheading is the, the key to get, keep the flowering season going is just through picking off all the spent blooms so that the plant produces more and more flowers because obviously if you let it go to seed the plant thinks it's done its job and it thinks it can have a little bit of rest so you want to keep it going keep it on its toes
5: i'm liz spanton from mandy plants from north norfolk my speciality is mandevillas mandevillas um, originate from the brazilian rainforest and I have lots of different ones in different colours in pinks, whites and reds Uh, reds in various shades as pinks are as well I also have some Cosmos variety which are larger leafed and bigger flower but less prolific than the other ones. The flowers are a trumpet shaped flower The best thing is to have them outside for the summer, although you can keep them in a conservatory all year round, but they love being outside in the summer. You must protect them from the frost in the winter and you keep them very dry during the winter time. And feed regularly with tomato feed once a week all the while they're in bud and flower. We'll put them outside and generally, if it's a normal English summer, you probably wouldn't have to water it too much unless we had a heat wave and then you would, and you would feed it regularly. Each flower lasts three weeks, and they are self-cleansing, but you can deadhead because they look a bit grotty. You also will get yellowing of leaves, so you just pick off the yellow leaves, which is my biggest job before
6: a display. Hello, I'm Chris from Taylor's Clematis. We've been coming here for about 10 years now. We've just won our third gold medal on the trot here at this show. So that's, uh, that's actually a gold medal at every RHS show we've attended now for three years on the run. The nursery's been going for 22 years now and specialising in clematis. We've built up probably 420 different varieties now, which potentially is the biggest collection of clematis in the country. And We've got stocks of every one, so around 38 to 40,000 plants on the nursery. We've got lots of ones that are June to September flowering, which is a good long flowering period all the way from late summer through to autumn. So a lot of interest in the garden, not just for this month, but for month after month after month. Um, everyone's been favoring the double forms of clematis for some reason this year. So we've got the Florida species. They're all double. There's Florida Ceboldii, Florida Plena, Florida Cassis and Florida Vienetta on the display. This year, and we've put some of them together as well, so make a two tone effect the green plenna and the purple cassis. And you know, good varieties, they do require a sunny spot, these Floridas, hence the name Florida. But they're very easy to grow. All these ones are June to September, so they're hard pruned. You prune them back to 18 inches in March, knee height in March, that's essential. They only flower on new growth. they've got clematis in the garden now that have just finished flowering which they would be the group two clematis the large flowered ones they'll be cutting them back halfway now in order to get a great second flush in september so any that they think have burned out and they've had the best of them just reduce them by a half start to feed with high potash liquid based feeds on a weekly basis and you'll get a good second show in September
2: we're really proud of supporting a lot of young talent at the show so we have a young designer competition which is now in its ninth year and puts three young garden designers head-to-head to battle out for the title of young designer of the year and it's really there it gives them the opportunity to to do their first. First big show garden at the show, and they're really, really are some of the best gardens that we've got at the show. Um, and we, we meet them in November and we're with them the whole year mentoring them as they go along. So it's so nice to see them here and see what they did on paper finally be at the show. And because of the success of that competition, we are now doing a young landscape contractor competition and a planting designer competition to help celebrate all the different elements that go in to building a garden but also sort of supporting the horticultural industry.
7: I'm Caitlin McLaughlin, I am Young Garden Designer of the Year 2016 and I've just built my RHS show garden. The site is meant to be part of an imagined larger urban park so I wanted very sleek minimal hard landscaping to represent the city uh, with grey paving giving a twist on city paving, um, the real giving a twist on urban guttering and yet completely juxtaposing all of the wild UK native flora that I've got in the planting beds, along with UK native trees, yew, domes and mixed native hedging. My passion is wildflower conservation and I wanted to combine a space that would conserve wildflowers with a space to nurture human health and well-being because the RHS is very passionate on health, happiness and horticulture. So I wanted um, a pond and large seating area so that you could have the space to look out at nature using the garden and yet not disturb it and at the same time you're completely surrounded by it. I'm relatively new at this. I did a small Malvern show garden last year with my sister, which was um, pretty much just the size we're sitting on at the moment, very small. And that kind of kick-started a passion into just wanting to maybe have a career change and actually pursue it, genuinely pursue it. So I was going to do this and see how it went and decide well and truly where my career would go. Now I think it's going to go into garden design. It means so much. Winning was just the best feeling ever. I was quite emotional when uh, they announced the winner because I have put everything into this. I've put so much time, effort, money, and it's kind of a really lovely validation. And when I talked to the judges and got the breakdown, it, it was just so great knowing that they had spotted all the things that I'd thought about and had, you know, put that into the farm design and said how it all came together as a sophisticated picture. And that's just lovely to hear, to know that you're kind of on the right track. I like with um, garden design and seeing other designers that there's always something that you like or you can learn from or take away from a design so even if you fall in love with the whole garden or just a tiny section of it there's just always something really interesting and now coming from it as doing my own garden I appreciate all the little details because it is hard work to work with living organisms and create a a beautiful picture it's not like painting it's trying to paint with living things and it's hard um so i really appreciate that i'm lily Gom. i'm one of the young designers my garden here is called
2: a space to ruminate Uh, it's based on a back garden for a person that wants to come back from home and from work and back home and relax grow some vegetables and be able to sit surrounded by lovely flowers and well, lots of bees at the moment. Loads of bees. <laughs> it's mostly flowers and grasses and shrubs in through the main spaces, and then there's a small kitchen garden, which is just for pottering about and experimenting growing veg. I just I heard about the competition the year before, and it's always in the back of my mind. I thought I'll just go for it and and try my hardest, and it came, came through really well. This is the first um, garden design I've ever done, so that's why it was a bit nerve-wracking seeing it come out on paper. But it was, it's turned out well. I'm so glad I entered. RHS Flower
1: Show, Tatton Park. You can find photos and reports from the show, as well as of other RHS Flower Shows this year, on the website rhs.org.uk forward slash shows The show also has a focus on activities for schools and young families This is the 10th year Tatton has hosted the school's garden competition
7: My name's Sarah My name's Rihanna My name's Erin Me and Rihanna and Lucy all... um, Got to design a small bit of garden and came here and yeah, did it. Should, it had to catch the scale as well. Yeah. I was, all right. and we did it. They said it'd be good, and we, and we came second. So we would have came, we would have came first, but because we didn't plant the things properly, it's just, we just plant, one, one. Plant. It's just one plant. Just one plant, we didn't plant, so if we planted it, we would have won. We didn't That's what Kevin told us. We didn't have time.
1: The Three Talks theatres are very popular with visitors interested in floristry, gardening and food too, particularly talks on inspiring culinary uses for the produce you grow in your own gardens.
6: So there we are, two summer drinks made using fruit from the garden, but as I say don't restrict yourself to the fruits here you can use anything that you've got even if it's just a small quantity later on in the season you might have blueberries or something like that which again you can obviously make your jams and jellies from or have them on your cereal but you can also make a nice drink from and don't be afraid to use different things within the drink. So the lemon verbena, uh, which is great with most drinks instead of lemon juice, um, it's a little bit sweeter. Try and use things which don't use too much sugar, and you then have something that is very, very different.
1: There are a huge range of show gardens, big and small, showcasing innovative designs and inspiration for your own plot
8: my name's Eileen Wood this is a back to back garden and I chose back to back because, and I chose tatten because there was no restriction on what you put in it you just had to work with the space and that's what I liked so this little space I've absolutely maximised on it and it's millimetre perfect and if you sort of sit in it I actually sort of thought that the rest of the grass here this would be I actually said that it's a a small, a part of a bigger garden. So I sort of saw this as the lawn and the house just in front, and then I'd put trees. So people have actually been feeding back to me that they would said they could see this in their garden, um, and they actually think it's bigger than a back to back. They can't believe it's just a back to back. The white piece of paper, and my inspiration came from my childhood and memories of being in my grandmother's garden and also having my children and I'd always get them in the garden and help me and then I thought well that's generational gardening so that was my sort of underlying sort of emotional aspect and then I'd um, I've been having clients that are young youngish people and they're in new builds and they want low maintenance but they actually said well mum's gonna help me with the garden so that was my sort of link So the garden has got this very modern crispiness but also this softness so the hard landscaping is um, easy maintenance so they can concentrate on their planting. So the planting is nativesque and reminds me of um, my grandmother's farm and the farm was near the woods and the flowers would all be sort of um, coming through the hedgerows and through into her garden and she'd never be bothered that that was sort of a bit messy. Um, and then when I go dog walking now um, some of these plants just remind me of my grandmother so like the GMs are a bit buttercupy for the dog walk but are also like woodlandy and it's a sort of semi shade garden but equally um, I like to have herbs within the garden so when I'm at home and cooking or you know gnt or something like that I just like to go in and go and get so I get basil mint I got basil mint chocolate mint so there's a bit of a little herb garden on the deck uh, and the nasturtiums just remind me of my childhood growing them. And the first time you eat one, you sort of think, what's that peppery hot thing going on? Um, and so, yeah, you can stick those in your salad. Um, so it's to, make, to, to keep people linked with the garden so they can pick food. Um, and then there's a little water pot. It's a cast iron um, old wash pot, the vintage wash pots where they used to do all the laundry in. And my gran used to have all these sort of old things around the farm. There's this metal old wash pot by her back door which just used to fill up and the plants would be growing out of it so I found one from a farmer in Hereford and that's my water feature so um, and little things like the balls little limestone balls and the urn Um, that's just family camping trips we used to go camping and when the kids were little, I'd go into an antique shop and hubby sort of says, oh, not again, and out you come with this stuff. <laughs> and it was like, get some make space in the car. Um, so now they're at uni. They're just scattered in my garden, a bit like um, tucked under the plants like this, under the hydrangeas and hiding, and then you come across them. You say, hi, and it just reminds you of certain times in your life and you feel a bit more connected. So it's all about connecting with the family and memories.
1: I'm Jenny Bowden, and you're listening to the RHS Gardening Podcast. Now, the summer holidays are in full swing. There are so many garden activities on offer around the country. Garden lovers are spoilt for choice. Here are some of the activities and events happening in the next few weeks. Families can embark on an out-of-this-world adventure this summer as RHS Garden Harlow Carr goes intergalactic. Our rocket science events run until the 4th of September youngsters can take part in their very own mission to Mars on a space-themed garden trail, enjoy stratospheric storytelling with the garden detectives, create cosmic crafts and more. Or if you prefer to have feet and wheels on the ground, head to Hyde Hall on the 21st of August for our Classic Car Day, featuring some very special local classic and sports car clubs. There'll be a large display including Jaguars, Morgans, Porsches and Austin 7s. That's free with normal garden admission. You can learn about growing fruit for smaller gardens at RHS Garden Rosemore on the 18th of August. Expert tutor Peter Earle will show you various possibilities, including summer pruning of a wide variety of fruit trees, bushes and canes, which will reward you with a bumper crop of fresh summer fruits. Booking for this is essential, and discounted places are available for RHS members. Discover the secret world of bats with the Bat Walk at RHS Garden Wisley, and that's in conjunction with the Surrey Bat Group, on the evening of the 25th of August. Adults are £9, children £5. Don't forget, all RHS Gardens are running a full programme of family-friendly events throughout the school holidays. Details of these and hundreds of other events are available on our website at rhs.org.uk forward slash event search. So that's all we have time for in this edition. We'll be back in a fortnight at Wisley. Until then, remember you can follow us on Twitter at the underscore RHS and like us on Facebook. For now, from me, Jenny Bowden and all the RHS Gardening Podcast team, goodbye.